Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Feeding Frenzy. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. The Feeding Frenzy is my take on providing a little bit of signal to the noise that is the internet. In every Feeding Frenzy, you can expect to get four things. Something worth listening, reading, watching, and then thinking about. As always, with everything on Feeding Curiosity, I strive to get people to think more broadly about the things they consume. Many of these ideas are things that I'm exploring on my own and hope to create a dialogue around just to highlight different things that I'm exploring in the week. So maybe some of these things will be connected in some way or another, or they can be completely and totally unique. So with that, let's jump in to Feeding Frenzy number 18. Our first category is worth listening. Podcast today is with George St. Pierre on the Lex Friedman podcast. George St. Pierre is a former Canadian mixed martial artist. He's widely regarded as one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. George was a two division champion in the UFC. He has won two titles in both welterweight and middleweight divisions. Beyond George's accomplishments as a fighter, I can't help but be a fan of his personality. He is someone that is very open and candid and is always looking to learn, regardless of whether or not that he is actually retired. He loves fighting in the sense of training in martial arts, but he doesn't love fighting as in competing. For him, it's a very stressful experience. And in some ways, podcasts like this, we wouldn't really know too much about someone who's as prolific as George because we haven't had this before. For me, it's interesting just to peel back the layers here and try to just get a better sense of who such a phenomenal athlete is. Otherwise, all we would have to go off of is archive footage of them competing rather than hearing them talk about their own mental battles and states as they progressed through their career. Being honest can be a tool against or for your opponents to use against you. And I'm not sure, right? Only George can tell me that, but I can't help but think about it. But on, on the other side of this is, is that his technical approach to fighting and his way of unpacking the layers of fighting and just understanding his opponent better than maybe they do themselves is very appealing to me. If you were looking for a level of depth behind a sport that seems so violent, and it really is so violent, but you're looking for something a little bit deeper to try and appreciate it beyond just the violent nature of it, I think this is a great place to start. The first article is has an old Soviet mystery at last been solved. This is from The New Yorker. This piece was written by one of my favorite authors, Douglas Preston. He is known for writing thrillers. One aspect of his work is his journalistic writing, such as this piece. And there's something about exploring the stories of lost expeditions that just grab our attention. In many ways, you get to play detective and speculate on how the events unfolded. But given this situation, the nature of snow, ice, and wind... The scene is not static. And I'll leave it to you to cast judgment here, but have we solved this mystery? I don't know. It's really interesting. I hope it just sparks a little bit of interest for you. And as a closing note here, if you're looking for a thriller novel to capture your attention, Douglas Preston and his co-author Lincoln Child have amazing works together. I highly recommend almost all of them, as I've read basically all of them. So, shameless plug there. They're great authors and do great work. 
Moving on to the second article. Hiking is an ideal structure for friendship, the Atlantic. This article is an interview between four friends, and they're all now in their 50s and 60s. And for the last 25 years, they've remained friends and stayed in touch by organizing hikes together. And this makes me curious for at a personal level as I age and how my friendships are going to evolve and grow depending on or just how life changes. And it's even happening now already where friends are moving away to careers, to grad school, to just things. They're going out into the world. And so it makes me curious about how life will unfold and how I will continue to foster the friendships that are important to me. And so I think there's a quote that's really important here, or one that at least grabbed my attention. And this is coming from one of the men. I think it would have been hard for us to keep our friendships close without this hike. It's been a lifetime of births, deaths, job change, and moves. My guess is we would have gotten together two or three times a year to watch UVA sports. And then I'd come home and my wife would say, how's Rodney's girlfriend? Or how were Bo's kids? And I'd say, I don't know. I didn't ask you about it. We just watched sports. And it would have been one of those college friendships where you got together and talk about the old days. And the emphasis and how I said it, there's my own interpretation of it. But I think this says something, right? Being able to do something like hiking seems to immerse yourself with another person. Whereas some of the traditional activities like sports it means you're participating in a more passive activity of just watching a thing rather than experiencing the company of people. Because when you're going on something like a hike, you're actively engaged and maybe some behaviors or something that happens is going to trigger a memory or a story that you were wanting to share with your friend that is just a little bit deeper than just reminiscing about old times. I'm just curious what you would have to think about just the aging of friendships as a whole. The third category is worth watching. And this video is very interesting for me. So this is by Freethink, a new series they've been starting to release called Just Might Work, The Crazy Plan to Catch Space Trash. I'm going to use this image as a the thumbnail image. So for you who are out there, this is really fascinating to me. I'm looking for a thing to use as a prop <laughs> that I can explain something. So space junk, if you're following along with any of the space related stuff, is an ever growing issue and is only growing because we're now releasing more and more payloads and satellites to, to, to Earth orbit, basically. In 2019 alone, I found an article that the USA alone had launched 235 payloads. That's a lot. <laughs> and not to mention is more, more countries start launching more things. The orbit around Earth is going to get more and more crowded. And until this video, I had not heard of anyone taking on this challenge, which is really interesting. And even large debris. Right now, even small debris is beyond our capability to track and manage. This is where the crazy thing comes out. So the plan is to capture large... Uh, Fast-moving and wildly spinning objects. So imagine this is something floating out in Earth orbit, but it would be rotating in three dimensions like so. The idea is that you'd launch a giant claw 
that would match the rotational speed of this thing and then unfurl, grab it, and then slowly control it and then pull it into Earth orbit, burning it up. It's wild. <laughs> it sounds like something out of a movie. But again, this is where I think science and pushing the edge is very important. We have to attempt something crazy that might work to hopefully push for solutions that are more economically feasible. Because if we didn't attempt it, we wouldn't even make technology that would allow for other discoveries or options to be put on the table. And it's using the crazy ideas to fund R&D will just lead to better solutions or at least that's my optimistic hope. And if you want to read more on this topic, there is a full article I've linked from Freethink and I've also linked the company that's doing this. This is really crazy, but also very cool. And again, I have no idea what anyone's going to think about this, but it's fascinating and it's a challenge worth taking on. Our final piece is always worth pondering and or worth thinking. So typically here, I just share a quote from something I enjoyed that just left me thinking about it. I won't really put any commentary unless I feel it's necessary, but for the most part, I'll just let you decide whether or not it's worth your time to think about. So today's quote is from Naomi Shihab Nye, who is a poet, songwriter, and novelist. And here's the quote. I've always loved the gaps, the spaces between things as much as the things. I love staring, pondering, mulling, puttering. I love the times when someone is late. There's that rich possibility of noticing more. In the meantime, poetry calls us to pause. There's so much we overlook, and while the abundance around us continues to shimmer on its own. And that's going to wrap up this 18th edition of The Feeding Frenzy. I hope you took away at least one thing that you want to explore more deeply in your week. And as always, the hope, at least for me, to record these now is that I can create a dialogue with you, the viewer and the listener, to give me feedback on what it is that you're exploring in your week. It doesn't have to be related to anything I share here. This is just my way of picking out the best things that I came across in my own week. And beyond that, you can find show notes and related links in the description below for this post so you can find the links themselves or you can go to feedingcuriosity.net and explore the rest of our content. We have podcasts, blogs, and my unique take on book summaries, which has slowly been ramping up where we are exploring currently the book Range by David Epstein as the tagline of the book is Why Generous Succeed in a Specialized World. And for me, it's one of the most impactful books I've read and biases to be noted here is I just really believe in being a jack of all trades. The more we explore wildly, the better we can operate in the thing that we choose to put most of our attention in. So if you want to check all that out, there'll be a link to the website for you to explore as your curiosity sees fit. And with that, everyone, I will see you next week on the next edition of the feeding frenzy. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. And I really just want to make this podcast the best podcast you listen to. Meaning, if there's anything that you really enjoyed or any feedback for us, 
I would love for you to reach out on the social medias. You can find Feeding Curiosity across LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram in the usual places just by searching Feeding Curiosity. You can also send us an email or a message through the website. You can also support the work that we're doing here, including the podcast and all other content that we produce at Feeding Curiosity by either going to anchor.fm slash feeding curiosity slash support, or you can head over to the website and hit the support button and support us directly there as well. By supporting the podcast, you effectively keep us from having to deal with sponsorship and keeping the relationship that me and you, the listener, have as honest and open as possible. As for me, I take the idea of selling products and or sponsoring products very, very serious. Honestly, I just want to provide access to information to as many people as possible with as little of a barrier of entry as possible. At the very least, if you want to do anything to support the podcast, leave a review on the platform of choosing to subscribe, like, rate it, all of that. It helps out a ton. Again, thank you all for listening and I hope you join in on the next episode.